0: With a country divided, the republic at risk, and morality being redefined, it's time to gather round the campfire, get back to basics, and spark the revival that this country so desperately needs. This is the American Campfire Revival with Kirk Cameron.
1: I I called uh, in my notes here. As I'm uh, reading through again the American Covenant, the untold story that the pilgrims, I'm calling them the OG self-governing Christians. My my kids use the frame OG. I guess that refers to original gangster. Self-governing members of the family of faith. Uh, These weren't the religious fuddy-duddies that we think of with the the, the funny black hats and the turkey guns and the belt buckles on their shoes. Uh, These were the -the out-of-the-box, radical, free-thinking members of the family of faith who had just been liberated and have a vital fiery life inside of them that has come from the spirit of God after reading his word and they are on a mission to heavenize the earth, to break free from the tyranny and bondage of not only their own personal sin, But the tyranny that was going on in the church, the tyranny that was going on in the government, all the mandates that were snuffing out their life, they were going to break free from all of that and start a brand new civilization, a new society that would be patterned after the mandates of heaven rather than the mandates of a a tyrant king or a tyrant church leader. And this is the country that we've been living in and that we need to study so that when false systems in our country collapse, we'll know how to build back beautifully with blessing when we follow the Bible and our OG pilgrim ancestors. So check this out. In my notes here, I'm I'm reading now on page uh, 110 and 111 out of American Covenant books. Some of you want to know the pages. And uh, I wrote here that President Ronald Reagan Uh, said, I, I believe this was in his farewell address, remember the pilgrims, never forget the pilgrims and why they came here. They came here for freedom. We've had freedom for so long, we've almost lost sight of why it's so precious. It's rare in the world and our soldiers have fought to defend our freedoms and God has given us freedoms and we have a form of government that is put in place to protect those freedoms. The pilgrims understood what it was like to suffer without freedom. They were under the mandates of a big, powerful church that was controlling them. And and they were also under the big, powerful tyranny of a king, of a government that had mandates that were controlling them and every aspect of their life, their family, their church, their school, any type of business. And it was terrible, horrible. And... Those are the two things people really don't like talking about because they always lead to fights and arguments, right? Politics and religion. They say if you go to a party and you, and, and 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 you want to really just wreck the whole uh, party, uh, bring up politics or religion. But really, these are the two things that are worth talking about because our thoughts about God determine just about what we think about, just about everything else, with regard to family, with regard to. Uh, Church, with regard to culture, with regard to government, and everything else. Religion and politics are critical because religion has been used to control people, but true religion, genuine faith from heaven, liberates people. Government can be used to oppress people, and we think of oppressive government regimes in the world today, Uh, We see that creeping in more and more into our country. Some say that it's already here. We don't know it yet. And it's slowly being rolled out. We're just like the frog in the proverbial pot that's being slowly uh, boiled to death in tyranny, only it's happening one degree at a time, so we don't really realize it as it's happening. And government has been used to control people, but good government from heaven done God's way liberates people. From tyranny, And that's what the pilgrims learned from their minister, from their pastor. And that's what they brought over with them on the Mayflower. And that's what they set up in this beautiful country of the United States that we live in. And <clears throat> their pastor understood that there were three forms of government in the world. There was a monarchy. There is an aristocracy and a democracy. Now, these are big words, but, but they're easy to understand when you just break them down. So monarchy, mono is one. So that's like a king. The one form of government is you got a king who just makes all the decisions and imposes his will or a queen and her will upon all of the people. The other form of government is an aristocracy. That's a few people, a small group of rulers, and they make the decisions. So you don't have a king necessarily, but a group of people that function corporately and as a king or a queen, and they make the decisions for all the people. And then the final form of government is a democracy. And that is where we, the people, govern ourselves. And their pastor said that upon studying the Bible, there is a place for all three forms of government in God's world, in his church and in civil government. So it goes like this. There is a king who is always good and always wise, who can always provide and protect and run his world, and that is God. God is the ultimate monarch over all of his creation. So in that sense, God, who is good and loving and kind and created us and wants our good and, is, and is, um, wants us to be free both internally and externally, he is the king and the ruler of all then there is the, the few that rule, and then there is the many that rule. And God, in according to the mandates of heaven, has delegated his authority and his power to rule and to govern primarily to the people, to us as individuals. And as we have the spirit of God within us following the scriptures in the mandates of heaven, which are designed to produce blessing and liberty, we govern ourselves. And then we... As individuals, choose for ourselves, we voluntarily elect people to lead us that represent us. And those are going to be people of character and faith.
0: Hey guys, it's Kirk here. Did you know that another option to traditional insurance even exists out there? I get that it may come as a surprise, since we're so conditioned to think... Traditional insurance is our only option, but that's simply not true. My family has been using Christian Healthcare ministries over the last several years, and I cannot recommend them enough to other like-minded believers looking to do things differently than what we've been told to do. CHM is the faith-based alternative to insurance. And most importantly, with CHM, we know that our money is going to help other fellow Christians when they're in need. And this is how we like to steward our dollars when it comes to health care. Are you tired of your health care the same old way and want to do things the better way? I highly recommend you start by checking out CHM and see if this is an option that could work for your family's health care. It does for ours. It's not harder, but it's different in the best way. Learn more today by visiting chministries.org forward slash Kirk Cameron. Again, that's chministries.org forward slash Kirk Cameron.
1: Because we can't all make every decision in the church, you and I can't show up at every decision making in the, in the, in the state government or at the city council or at the federal government. We elect and choose representatives to do that work for us so that the rest of us are tending to our houses and our businesses, and our jobs, our, um, uh, our duties here at home, maintaining our marriages, raising our kids, and all the things that we do at the grassroots level. So there you have all three. You have God, you have us being self-governed under the word of God, electing and choosing men and women of character to be the few who lead and govern in the business of civil government and church government. And it works beautifully. And that's what the pilgrims used to set up their church government and ultimately their civil government. But here's the beautiful part. What they also understood as they took scripture for their guide is that those who were in the positions of leaders or rulers in the church and in the civil government had to rule in a particular way. They were not allowed to use their authority to lord over people and dominate people and control other people oppressively, forcing their will upon the people. That was a no-go. That was absolutely not. Their job was to serve the people. And with their very best efforts, they were to serve those that they represented. And uh, this comes right out of 1 Peter, chapter five, verse three in the Bible, where the elders or the rulers of the church are exhorted not to be lords over God's people, but to be examples to the flock. And so they lead by example. The most sublime and descriptive example of servant leadership, of course, is found in Jesus himself, who said, I came not to be served, but to serve and he's the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings. He's the ruler of all rulers and yet he came to serve and lay down his life for his people. He was the good shepherd who would give his own life for his sheep and that's how our church leaders ought to be serving their people and how our government leaders are called by God to serve their people. And that's what the pilgrims understood. That's a great gift that they gave to us. And they pulled all of this out of the scriptures in the context of big bullying church and tyrannical oppressive governments. And you and I have been given that as our heritage from them. And so this is heaven's leadership model. God is the king giving to each member of the family of faith the ability to self-govern when... We acknowledge our sin and we come in humility and repentance and faith in the Lord Jesus. And we have our heart transformed, our mind renewed by the spirit of God. We become new creatures by faith. And then we form ourselves into the family of faith voluntarily because we love our brothers and our sisters And then we elect representatives from among ourselves. It's not them out there governing us over here. It's we voluntarily elect representatives to represent us from within us. They're supposed to be one of us. Like maybe it's you. Maybe it's your neighbor. Maybe it's me. Maybe it's a family member. But we elect those from among ourselves to carry out the responsibilities of leadership. And that works beautifully in church and that works beautifully in civil government. Separate spheres but similar concepts. And we have to always uh, remember that the church and the civil government and the family work beautifully together when we all stay in our own lane and we line ourselves up under the principles of heaven, the rules of right, those liberating truths that our forefathers and foremothers understood and upon which they built this great nation. So while the pilgrims were giving thanks for a lot of things like God keeping them alive that first winter and moving from, um, community lands and communal living and socialism, uh, to a free market and each person owning their own land and being able to work under their own vine and fig tree and enjoy the fruits of their labor and and all the other things. One of the things they surely were thankful for was the ability to understand the way to govern the world according to heaven's model. And that's one of the things that I'm thankful for that God gave to us through them. So God bless you guys. Thanks for joining me again.
0: Thank you for listening to the American Campfire Revival Podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. If you'd like to learn more and join the movement, visit KirkCameron.com.